0: Welcome to the For The One podcast. Y'all, this week is extra special, and you already know why. We are having another guest on the show, my good friend, Tori Williams. Tori is a junior here at Texas Tech, or actually just finished her junior year. Yay, summer. She is majoring in elementary education and also has a sweet, genuine calling for special education students. Tori is a small group leader for a ministry on campus called Reform University Fellowship. She's one of the first friends I made here at Tech, and I can confidently say she's a for-lifer friend. (laughs) Her wisdom is true. She's looking at me while I'm saying this. I can't look and (laughs) laugh. Her wisdom is truly bestowed to her from the Lord and is a blessing to all those she speaks with, and I'm so honored to have her here on For the One. Y'all, please welcome Tori Williams. Tori, I love starting my show with my guests. Of asking if you have any great book recommendations for us.
1: So, one of the books that I would recommend is The Stories We Tell by Joanna Gaines. I was just talking about what burdens and like how our story also how our burdens impact our story and how we can go about that in a godly way. And I also would recommend Outdated by J.P. Pagluta of just talking about how um, do we date in a modern world, but also just each chapter that he writes talks about the world's lie of how one should date, but also right after that, it tells the truth of how what the Bible says of how to date in a godly way.
0: Mm, those are both such good books I read outdated one summer and it really changed my perspective and it's the stories we tell y'all fun fact story story <laughs> Tori read my copy one day I invited her over and she sat in my beanbag chair while I cleaned my room and she read the whole book in one sitting and it was hilarious and a good time um no those are seriously great books thank you for the Rex, of course <laughs> okay so Tori one reason I love having guests on the show is just hearing how God is working in their lives and just through their testimony and all that please tell us about your walk with God and just how he's brought you to where you are today well first
1: off I think just seeing and recognizing how my story has been shaped of the Lord's faithfulness and timing of I was adopted from China And just seeing how that is a big part of my story, but also growing up, that wasn't something that I had a lot of identity in of. I would just casually like bring it up. But also I think over time within elementary to college now of seeing there's different seasons that my adoption story is brought up and just seeing how that is written into my story with the Lord. And just seeing how I have parents who love me very well and support me and care for me. And just seeing how my parents also had a heart and a calling to adopt, um, which is really sweet to see. But I also think just growing up in a Christian home, how that is something that some people take for granted. And I think for college, it's shown me how not everyone is coming to college with that background, of there's people who've been hurt by the church, there's people who uh, don't really see the significance of why a Christian would follow Christ, but also seeing how this is important to just impact them, whether that's through their actions or how we speak to others, that influences of how they view Christians. And I also think just a huge part of my story was when I was in fourth grade, I had a classmate who everyone just kept saying, don't be his friend. Like He doesn't deserve anyone. And honestly, Caitlin, I was just like, well, I'll be his friend and just influence and impact his life as much as I could. And just seeing how he was gone for a week, the first week of school. And when he finally came in, He was in a wheelchair and just nonverbal and couldn't do everything that everyone was used to. But also the Lord put in my heart to like really pursue my classmate and how he had worth and he had value to our society and how I think some people viewed him of just very condescending. But he also deserved a friend and he couldn't speak like we can, but also just seeing how he spoke through two yellow buttons of you, you would record your voice on one of the buttons and that's how he like answered and participated in class. And that kind of just opened a whole new world of like the special ed pop, special education world of just seeing how there's a huge calling of um, so many families who are hurting, but also there's so many families who have that calling to like, love on those kids and it's been really sweet to like see that unfold within since fourth grade and here I am I don't even know how many years now but pursuing elementary education and hopefully a master's in special education of just still being inspired by my classmate to continue to like tell his story but also providing what I learned from him to implement into my future classroom and seeing how every student and every person has capability and they, every person also has worth and um, everyone can learn just in maybe a different way than what we usually see. But just seeing how the Lord's influenced me um, to continue to carry that on to my senior year And I think for college, it's been definitely a sweet time of seeing how this is a small ounce of like adulthood and how on Sunday mornings, like our parents aren't waking us up like it's time to go to church, but also it's up to us whether um, we wake up to go to church that day, um, but also just how impactful it is to impactful it is to find Um, a Christian community that can pour into you and how once you find those friends and find that church, how your college pathway is going to be completely different. And it's just been sweet to see how the Lord has shaped uh, my heart and my story over the past three years and
0: excited to see what the Lord has in store for the next year. Hmm. That's so sweet. That's so beautiful that Like, just one interaction with the student from however many years ago, almost 15 years ago, um, has such an impact on your life. And I think that's really beautiful because you were talking about how people were condescending to your friend. What was his name? Conrad. Conrad. Mm -hmm. How people were really condescending to Conrad or not wanting to be his friend. And it just made me think about how a lot of times that comes out of fear of Mm -hmm. fear of, you know, not maybe not even wanting to offend or fear of what will they think. And it just reminded me of the verse. I'm not quite sure what where the citation is. I'll have to look it up and find it later. But it just says, like, perfect love casts out fear and how when we love others and have the love of God, God is love. And just like when we love others, there's no fear in that. And I think that's really sweet that God placed that on your heart because Conrad is just made in God's image. Mm-hmm. I think that's something people don't always recognize about sped children of like, no, he is a child of God. Um, and what a blessing that God gave you that lens and that perspective. And that's really cool how it's now like determining your career. Yes. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah. Um, Tori, you came into my life at a very just pivotal, transformational time, freshman first semester of college. And y'all, I remember, Tori, I'm mean, this is gonna sound so mean, but I've told it to Tori a million times and she's not offended. But I remember we I met Tori through a mutual friend. And I remember her wanting to hang out with me and would always reach out and be like, hey. And she'd even texted me over Christmas break. And I remember thinking like, man, this girl like wants to be my friend and not being wanting to be hers, I guess. I don't know what I was thinking. I was crazy, obviously. And I remember just thinking, oh, well, she's like really pursuing me. Like, I guess I'll give it a shot. And then from then on, I wanted to be just as intentional as you were. (laughs) So that sounds so horrible where I was like, eh. Okay. But really, I think it's sweet. And just the simplicity of the decision of like you deciding upon meeting me, like I'm going to be her friend, and me realizing like through that love, I'm like, oh my word, let's be friends. All that to say, you're very intentional with others and you're very intentional with God. How do you keep this discipline of intentionality and focus in your faith?
1: I think just being reminded of how the Lord has been intentional with me of how uh, the past two years in the fall semesters, I've gotten really sick. Um, But seeing how the Lord's been intentional of gently showing me, but also bluntly showing me how I am someone who loves to pack my schedule, loves to invest in as many people as I can, but also through sickness, the Lord showing me how ultimately it like took me to sickness to genuinely invest and intentionally pursue the Lord of seeing how, no matter how many mistakes we do, how many times that we mess up, how the Lord's grace is still abounding upon us of he's still chasing after each of us and how. The Lord just showing me how being intentional with him also allows us to be more equipped and more intentional with the people around us. So I think just seeing how the Lord's been intentional with me through my story, but also within the lows of college, just taking that to heart of seeing how a freshman or someone that I might not know also needs a friend and how the Lord would, is intentional with that person of everyone needs a friend and everyone needs community and how, especially in college of why not just do, like, why not do it with someone else, like as a friend. And I think with like your friendship, Kaylin, it's just been sweet to see how you're someone who is honest with me in a gentle way that I'm willing to listen but also you're someone who one day like we can be doing like different errands. In the next minute we can be having a very intentional conversation of what the Lord's been doing and how we can be praying for each other. So I think I think seeing the fruit of what the Lord has brought within intentionality, within friendships, and just encourages me to continue to seek out new friendships and to show others of how the Lord's been intentional with me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. You were saying all that. And it reminded me of the verse where it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And just the fact that he's always constant in our lives and that he's always there. Even when he feels distance, that's us barring him with our arm and not him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me personally, I kind of gotten into a funk this last week. I don't know, the first half of this week just because my schedule's been thrown off and not in classes, but I still have stuff to do, but no one's like making me do anything and you just feel really weird. And so like my routine that I normally have time with God was kind of thrown off. And you you kick yourself about things like that, about not being intentional, not being in the word um, because it does make your day better and it feels worse when you don't have it. But like anytime I think about that, i i'm just reminded of draw near to god and he will draw near to you and just that verse itself feels like a hug i don't know about you but it feels like wait oh he wants to be with me and like he chooses to spend time with me and of all the millions and infinite things he has to do and that's really sweet how that can like pour out into time with him and then in turn time with others um so, as obvious by the look on your face right now <laughs> you're just so good at listening, like you said earlier, we just have can go from the silliest things to straight up deep conversations. You're good at listening and responding, whether it be to friends or to God. And just wondering, how are you able to <laughs> how are you able to discern when it's God speaking to you? I would say.
1: There's a verse that talks about of how just like God is good, but won't if something is fearful, it's not from God. Mm. Of yeah. I think a lot of us have discerning hearts of knowing this is a safe place. This is someone that I can trust. This is someone I can't trust. And I think just the Holy Spirit of discerning that for us of I think really just the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. a lot like guiding our hearts and our spirit of discerning whether or not this is coming from the Lord or not of sometimes I think for me and like some other friends I've talked to of different dreams that we have of dreams are so cool of like there's moments that It's anxious dreams. There's moments that it's an image of something good that's happened or might be happening. And I think just being in constant prayer of, Lord, like, show me what this dream means. Of, Lord, is this something that you're trying to show me a sign? Or, Lord, is this just something that I'm just dreaming about of what's happened during my day? And I think for dreams, I think the most impactful one that I had a couple years ago was I had the opportunity to go to Africa and I just spent over two weeks there. And I was just before I went to bed, I was trying to sum it all up in like a note of what has the past two weeks taught me of the country of Africa. And I was so discouraged because I couldn't write anything. I was just like drawing a blank of I didn't feel like I had anything to say. And that really discouraged me because honestly, like the people of Africa that I was able to interact with and be friends with taught me so much and like showed me a lot of like the Lord's faithfulness of how they have. Some of them come from so little and such hard stories, but they're the most joyous people that I've ever met and how that night I went to bed. And basically had a dream of one of their really, like, big trees in Africa. But they're also, like, 100 hundred plus years old. And it, yeah. So this was in the dream. And it was obviously in the dream that there was rich soil that was growing this tree. And then on the tree, tree branches, it had the words love, joy, and faithfulness. And I it was like 2 a.m. in Africa. And I woke up and I was like crying because it meant so much, but also I had no clue what this whole thing meant, what the dream meant. But ultimately I just started like typing it out and I don't even know. I don't know how I wrote it down, but I look back on it now and it just showed me how in this dream of how the Lord was showing me of how the people are rich in love for the rich soil that was in the dream. And then on the branches of the love, joy, faithfulness, it just showed of how the people of Africa are growing in love, joy, and faithfulness to be able to like show visitors who are coming into Africa. And I think just seeing that of that dream like meant so much, but also like discerning, and like praying to the Lord to like show me somehow of what this dream means, because not many people dream about rich soil and a tree. I know. and that is a very specific. love, dream. Joy Faith one is. Yeah, but seeing how that's a dream that I love telling people, and how that's something that is just so vivid, and how. It's just so important to be in prayer and in the word. And I think if you're in those two and with a community that is in the word as well, that the Lord will allow you to discern within if it's something as simple as school or if it's something with a friendship, that those three things are encouragements of and building upon of how to discern um, whether something
0: just get her back. That's beautiful. I, I've had some dreams, not the same plot line, but dreams where you just know, like, this is from above. This is not from my mind. I think it's really cool that God, like, shows up in that way. Um, I think it just proves, once again, that He's omniscient, and He transcends our understanding and, and our minds, and can control, like, can come and speak to us in that way you hear people who've never even heard the name jesus spoken to them but they see him in their dreams Mm -hmm. saying i'm the way the truth and the life i think that's so beautiful because they're powerful like biblical way of communication like there's joseph and his dreams and the power that god gave him to interpret that and like how beautiful that god gave you like a discerning heart to do that and man i hope Y'all get some good dreams tonight. I want to dream well. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, So we kind of touched on discerning whether it's God speaking to you. And I agree. Sometimes it's just like, you know, like you didn't say this, but it was implied of like, you know that it's God based off of the feeling you get the, like the specificness and all that. But, When you do know it is God speaking to you, my question is, do you ever have a hard time doing what God says? Or does it come easy to you if he's trying to tell you something like maybe not even in a dream, but if he's like, Tori, I want to lead you this way. I think
1: for the people who know me, I'm very (laughs) sometimes very strong minded and sometimes very stubborn of set in my ways But also I think this past season, the Lord's been showing me how maybe my ways are not what his ways are wanting to go Mm -hmm. of this time next year. I'll be hopefully with a job teaching. And I think the uncertainty with that of, I don't know which path the Lord's going to take me on is kind of intimidating, but also I think every season that is a chapter in a book of I sometimes just want to jump to the end of the book of see how it ends. But also excited to like see how the lore continues to unfold that story. But I think just with my stubbornness sometimes, <laughs> it's definitely hard to let go. Because I think in our society these days, it's the tendency of I want this like this is. What I want, but Don't also I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also think the Lord has a funny side. You <laughs> did admit laughter. <laughs> of completely changing what we plan. Mm. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, yes, it hurts for me to give up the control. But I also think this past season, the Lord's provided me some really sweet people to gently call me out on it of Tori, like you need you can ask for help. Like there's people who want to help you, but I think for just our society, it's the mindset of I can do it by myself, but the Lord is showing me, but also I think for a lot of Christians of no, but you also need me to, walk alongside of you mm-hmm. and how sometimes our reluctantness of gets us the complete opposite of what we expect. Uh, my mom always says of she never expected of like moving. Uh, she was just like, I would never move my kids to new school, all these things. And the word turned that never into like, well, I'm going to make that happen of growing up. I lived in three different States and four different schools within that and how my mom just jokes with me. of just like, it's funny to see how the Lord takes my never to no, I'm going to make this happen somehow. And just seeing how our way is not always the way that the Lord plans.
0: <laughs> that makes me think of that Thomas Rhett song, life changes. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good song. It's like, you're making plans and you hear God laughing for sure. I, um, you said something along the lines of like wishing you could see how it ends like a book. That's funny. My mom does that when she reads books. She'll read the end first. Mm-hmm. I I've never understood that, but in life contextually, like I've understood it. But if you think about it, like knowing the ending would be so much easier, but then you'd be knowing it without the context of the journey. And then it wouldn't be as beautiful, you know, like I've really struggled with that before of Wanting to just like, where will I be this time next year? Will I be where I'm praying about or will I be totally somewhere else? And but it's sweet because when you get to the point where you can look back, you can look back and say, oh, (laughs) like I get it. I get I see where he's coming from and just all the different places he's taken me. And it's just crazy how it works so beautifully in that way. If God's like, just wait, just be patient, and you're mm-hmm. like, but I don't want to be patient. <laughs> no, that's that's really cool because, I mean, even with you just like moving around in schools, you now, you wouldn't have been the same person, you wouldn't have had the same experiences. But like, mm-hmm. look at you now. What a wonder! Here you are <laughs> on my. Floor. <laughs> sitting on the floor with me. <laughs> okay, so we kind of touched on this earlier. And this is actually not a play on words. It just so happens that you are teaching nature and you will be a teacher. But what would you say God is teaching you right now in this season of your life? Uh There's a lot of things that are is teaching me right now. I think
1: I'm going to do this in different bubbles. I think right now within like my family of seeing and appreciating of how much my parents have done for me of the smallest of things of right now for my teaching classes, we're learning about reading and seeing our my placements, how a lot of these kids do not have two parents who are either both of them are not educated or one of them is educated and is struggling to support their student, but seeing how a lot of them don't have parents or grandparents or guardians who are reading to them every night and how that definitely influences of how that person grows up to like maybe when you're in college or reading textbooks, and just seeing how my parents every night would read us a bedtime story, like Goodnight Moon, of how that allowed me like reading exposure. But seeing how those small things that as a five year old, you don't understand why you're reading a book before Ben, but also 17 years later, you're like, oh, like the small things that my parents have done has greatly impacted of how who I am today. And I also think just seeing how in college parents to their kid changes. Uh, there's so much change. There's so much shift that's occurring. Oh uh, sometimes, Kaylin, I just feel like I'm holding on to like dear life. Uh,
0: <laughs> Amen. I'm <laughs>
1: uh, like I don't even know what's happening, but here I am like just finished my junior year. But just understanding of how my parents have done so much, but also how when it comes to college, there's different seasons that we hit of we're independent in college, but after college, it's a totally new independence and how appreciating of like my mom, like making the meals, making sure we have like groceries, all these things. And also my dad just working so hard to provide for our family of that's something that you see as a kid, but also when you're living in college of like rent, gas, groceries, of the, your meal doesn't just appear nope. that night, <laughs> no. Nope. but it shows me of like, I'm so thankful that my mom and my dad have worked so hard to provide for my sister and I. And I also think the Lord is teaching me within my friendships right now of don't hold on so tightly of their, like of their friendships, but the Lord's going to provide the right friends at the right time and the right season. A lot of my friends will be going separate ways of some of my friends will be to study abroad. Some of them will be doing nursing. Some of them will be graduating this year and just how I think I, being the stubborn person I am sometimes want to hold on so tightly of, I don't want change. I don't want this to happen, but I think seeing how the Lord is showing me and teaching me of like, Tori, like let go. Like I got it. And I think just seeing how it's exciting, but scary to like, think about like what new friendships are going to come next year and how much in, They, how much are they going to invest in my friendships? Uh, Right now, I've invested in a lot of these friendships for two or three years. And I feel like my senior year, it feels like I'm kind of starting over. And it's like a season of change still within my friendships. And I think for church right now, it's seeing how when I came to college, everyone's advice was like find a church that you can pour into and like build community within and I think just seeing how that advice I took to heart and seeing how um, the church I go to right now is a church that I think tackles the hard conversations. And I really appreciate that of seeing how they're not scared to share hard things, but also the Lord's teaching me of how there's people in our in that church but also in other churches that are hurting and are going through things and how being vulnerable is like impactful to the church community but also within our friendships and within our family relationships as well of how that greatly impacts how
0: we go about life yeah man that's crazy that i don't know i don't know if you felt this way but college has just been one big season of change Mm -hmm. like it's changed when you get there i feel like change your class change every semester and therefore the people you hang out with change every semester and then you're friends with people graduating friends with people starting their secondary education or whatever the word is their masters nursing school and all that and like you said, like it's hard to change. Me, I'm not pretty I'm not very stubborn. I can hold my ground when I want to, but even even as a glow 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 with the flow, go with the flow kind of person, um, it's still hard to see all that unfold because like we said earlier, like it doesn't you don't know what that looks like. And I just want to encourage you that though all this changes, God is still constant in your life. Mm-hmm. And I know you know that. But I just wanted to give you that little uh glimmer of hope. Because yeah, your friends change and your seasons change and just dynamics relationally can change. But even if the dynamic itself is changing, doesn't mean that person's gonna be leading your life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just wanted to encourage you with that, that God will still be with you. Thanks. You always got a friend in me, even if I won't be here next semester. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful that God is teaching you all that. Um, well, what would you say in all this change and uncertainty, what would you say are some unexpected ways where God kind of surprised you working in your life, in and around you? Um, This
1: past year has definitely school year has definitely been an unexpected journey of a lot of hard things uh, that I was not expecting that I could do, but also the Lord showing me like if I bring you to it, like I'll get you through it. Mm. Um, Of right now, like at Texas Tech, we are in a four block program right now of something called tech teach of how we get two years to be in the classroom, but also those two years require a lot of exams to be prepping for, but also just a lot of expectations to build us and build a foundation that we can confidently go into the classrooms with, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but I think some unexpected things was um, just of the workload that school can bring and and entail that my first years are pretty easy. But I think this past semester, this past fall, it was like clinging to the Lord of like, Lord, if you, if you've gotten us this far and you're affirming me to be a teacher, like you're going to get us through it. But there were so many like, There were some tears and some stressful nights, but also investing in my cohort and in my friends who are education majors of just building on that encouragement, which I wasn't expecting to be so close to the friends I'm in with right now, Um, but it's been sweet to see that the Lord was caring and providing me for that and how I really couldn't have gone through fall semester without um, a lot of my education friends and just seeing how at the same time, my parents went to out of the country for a month and how the Lord did so much within that of, um, just a breakup of something that I kind of was expecting, but also at the same time, wasn't, um, sure how the Lord was going to play it out, but how the Lord was just providing me sweet friendships that were like kindly asking me how that relationship was going. But also Kaylin is someone who um, was the first one to kind of get the ball rolling of just telling me of the relationship that I was in of like Tori, like you're not trapped and Tori, you deserve so much. And Kaylin invited me to church the next morning and that church was doing a whole dating series. And I think the Lord spoke to me within that message, a lot of showing me like rethinking and reflecting on the relationship and yeah, a breakup happened. And then literally like a month later, um, was talking and dating someone like completely different and seeing how that's been an unexpected but a really sweet blessing in disguise of having someone who shows me so much of what, of how the Lord cares for us as well, of someone who's patient, someone who's discerning, someone who loves me on my good days, but also my hard days of my stubbornness and how. Sometimes I look at him and I'm just like, how do I even deserve someone as good as you? Of someone who genuinely pursues my heart and is intentionally caring for me. And it's someone who will tell me of like the smallest of things. Like, Tori, like, I want you to get rest tonight. I want you to like take time for you to hang out with your friends and just seeing how... Um, that's been an unexpected blessing of seeing how in that season, I wasn't looking for a relationship, but the Lord knew what I needed. And I think just another unexpected thing was just changing my friendships of how I think junior and senior year, you just get in a bubble of, freshman year you're just like trying to find your community of uh, finding your new friends but once you're getting to the end you're just trying to find the people and invest in those friendships that you see after college and how the Lord's provided me some really sweet girls that I can see myself like still talking to and investing in after college and how some of my friends and I joke of like we should like neighbors and (laughs) all of these things and just unexpected, but a huge blessing to have some of my really like best friends that I didn't know I needed, but the Lord knew I needed.
0: That's sweet. Isn't it great that he knows Mm -hmm. (laughs) he gets to worry about it? Not worry, but he gets to know so we don't have to worry. And that's really sweet. And I love hearing you talk about just how I mean, who would have thought that you'd be dating the boyfriend that you are now? Like, hear that, Dalton? Dalty Kinsey, get a gold star (laughs) if you're listening. (laughs) And sweet that God, you know, raises up people and prepares people just to place them in certain people's lives at the specific time that he does. Um, That's really sweet that like in all that change, in all that unexpectedness that God had something solid like he wasn't he's not winging it he's not winging it even when it feels like we are <laughs> when we definitely are winging it sometimes and living on a prayer it's sweet to know that god has a plan um man that's a lot of change just in one year just a tiny semester. bit just a tiny bit also when she's saying kaylin she means me guys <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So in all that, like we've kind of mentioned like God is the one that you can truly cling to in all the uncertainty and all the changingness. And one way that God speaks to us is through his word. And I was just wondering, is there any specific Bible verse or passage or story that you've been able to cling to that God has really just spoken you through that you would like to share with the ones listening Uh, so I would say Ruth 16, I was talking
1: about, um, the verse says of like, where you go, I will go and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. And just how that is something that we can hold and like cling on to of knowing that God will always be with us wherever we go, whatever situation of how the Lord's working in that. And how we can really, like, have so much peace within knowing that of whatever um, mission field that we go out into. And the other one I would say would be would be Psalms 91.1 of whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And how this was a verse that one of my friends within my internship last summer kind of just challenged each other of let's just take the summer off of social media. Let's just invest in memorizing the psalms. And I heard someone talk about um, how you know how we call 911 of like when we need help, but also this is a verse of like Psalms 911.
0: 911 nine, one, one.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. of how It's just a reminder of there is shelter within the Lord and that he's going to protect us. And when you just continue reading in Psalms 91, it just talks about how the Lord is our refuge and how we can have um, trust and how he'll protect us and rescue us, Um, which is sweet to see. So I would say Psalm
0: 91
1: and Ruth 16.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. I had never even thought about, like, oh, 911, Psalms 911. Now you go. That's an easy one for you all to remember and think about, especially in crisis, too. Like, God is our refuge, our shelter. Like we said earlier, like the one we can cling to. That's really sweet. Sweet. That's <laughs> really sweet. Thank you for sharing. Of course. So, finally, the last question I have for you that I like to post to all the guests is here on For The One, we're trying to reach just anyone whose heart needs to hear whatever the Lord is having to say through myself or the guests on the show. So, Tori, what would you have to say for the one listening?
1: I would say to the one who is listening is... cling to the Lord in the good and the hard times. I think we have the tendency of putting the Lord on the back burner when we're in a season of fruitfulness, but how we can use these seasons of fruitfulness to kind of just prepare us for the big moments of Maddie Perrett said of, The small moments make us ready for like the big God moments of how if that's reading before you go to school or just setting that quiet time aside of how that is going to impact your day of how you go about different things that happen, but also will greatly influence of how you treat others. And I'd also just say to the one who's listening, find a community that will invest in you. Someone find people who you can trust on. So people who you, who will pray and encourage you and just people who will be bluntly honest with you when you need it. Because I think sometimes we cling to the people who will just tell us what we want to hear, but there's a lot of value that comes within their friendships that are willing to tell you the hard things to make you a better person.
0: Mm. Always here for being better people. <laughs> Tori, thank you so much for that sweet wisdom to depart impart on the one who's listening. Y'all heard it here. For the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. Y'all. thanks again for listening to the for the one podcast remember to follow along on our instagram at for the one podcast underscore and go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform feel free to leave comments as i'd love to hear what you have to say thanks again for listening peace out